Ladies and boys, it's the I Can't Complain podcast. My name is John. By now, everybody's seen where Biden went to Saudi Arabia and fist bumped the leader. It got me thinking, what about a show called Biden Abroad? Where we take him to places like Saudi Arabia? And then the Secret Service accidentally loses him and the cameras follow him around. And he aimlessly does whatever old people do. I guess uh, wander the streets and look to buy trinkets or some shit. I don't know. And then we'd see Biden trying to buy these trinkets over and over again. And he would have always forgotten his wallet at home. And it would be like an all shucks moment. Like, oh, Biden forgot his wallet again. He can't buy the porcelain horse or whatever the fuck he's trying to buy. You'd see Biden eating... Old, stale meals. Consisting of a lot of foods that have probably been pureed or mashed. That would be key. Biden would be in every country. I would like this to be on for six to eight seasons. We'd probably do like 12 episodes a season, so we could get to a lot of countries. What I'm saying is every country that Joe Biden would be in, he'd probably be looking for an applesauce cart. And that would also be. We'd have a lot of like running, reoccurring gags. Yeah. He would get jumped on the back streets. That would probably happen several times. That would add a little like intrigue. That would be good, like water water cooler talk on Monday. Like, did you watch the episode of Biden abroad last night where he got <laughs> he got jumped in Mumbai? <laughs> did you, <laughs> he was in a, Did you see where he was in Amsterdam last night? And he got jumped for the third time this month. Oh man, we've learned, however, that Biden's. Uh, we learn during the course of the program um, that he's actually a pretty good fighter, probably despite the osteoporosis. I think uh turns out that he holds like multiple belts in different uh, disciplines, fighting disciplines. I think that would be a, a fun twist. It would be something where um, you would think that every episode would be the same, but new twist would abound. He would find a different applesauce cart with a, a cinnamon flavored applesauce and it would completely blow his mind. He would be writing letters to his friends back home. <laughs> He'd be using a quilled pen to write letters to his friends back home about the new applesauce cart that he found in, I don't know, fucking London or some shit. See, that's a show I would watch, though. I couldn't watch Trump Abroad. What would it be? Him doing infomercials for his own hotel? hotels? Can't do it. I can't watch that. Him just ordering McDonald's off a of Grubhub? Nah, that wouldn't do it for me. I don't feel like there would be enough diversity. I just feel like it would be him laid up in luxury hotels ordering fast food. And as much as, uh, you know, I'd probably enjoy it for like one episode and then I'd get bored with it. Joe Biden abroad? Now that's something that I'm saying at least six seasons of this shit, guys. 10 episodes. Let's do 10 episodes. Let's not let's not push it. I don't want to go into the pitch needing 12 episodes a season. I'm flexible. We can do 10 episodes. I'm thinking like 45 minutes. It would it would be it would be a show that would largely consist of of a lot of wandering the streets at unusual times at night. We would, we would get into different hijinks every week with how how the secret service lost him. They would lose him in unusual ways. That'd be a fun show. I'd like to watch that show. You know, it seems like there's a bigger emphasis than ever 
on campaigns that are trying to get you to shop local. Everybody always tells you to shop local, but nobody ever tells you how to shop local correctly. And this applies mostly to the neighborhood that you businesses in the neighborhood that you live in. That's what this applies to, particularly restaurants that rely on tips. Everybody always tells you you got to you got to support your local restaurants. But nobody ever tells you how to do it and it, it involves the first time that you go in to a local restaurant. You need to be prepared to tip heavily. Set a precedent the first time that you go in to your local businesses. Hit them with that heavy ass tip. If you spend $8 on a sandwich and a cup of coffee, give them a 20 and tell them to keep the chip. Carry, also spend cash your first time at the business. Business owners like cash. They have to take a percentage off when you, know, you scan a credit card, the credit card uh, merchant gets a percentage of the purchase. Pay with cash and tip heavily your first time at the business. I was talking to a friend of mine this week, and I said, man, every time I go to this pizza restaurant, because I've used this system for years, every time I go to this pizza restaurant, I get free dessert every single time. I don't even really want it, to be honest with you. But I told her, every time I go to this restaurant, I get free dessert. And she said, I used to live in that neighborhood, and I used to, she said, that that um, restaurant basically kept me alive one summer because that's all I ate. I used to go there very often. Sometimes almost every single day is the impression that I got from her. And she ne- she said she never got free dessert. I get free dessert every single last time I went there. No exceptions to the point to where one time I brought home so much free dessert that my friend was 100% co- convinced that this man must be connected he must be connected to ma- he must have mafia ties because that's that's the only way my friend said that this man could stay in business. And that's because the first time I went there, I let him, I let him, this is key. The first time you you have, you have to go and you have to lay down, but let's say you walk up to the counter and this is also, there are many facets to this plan and all must be followed. Otherwise it's not going to work. You must go with cash and you must be prepared to tip heavily. The owner or the general manager, but preferably just the owner. You can tip heavily if the general manager is there, but that's not 100% like foolproof. The owner of this business must be working the register. That's, that's key because he has to know a few things. You have to tell him that you live in this neighborhood, you work in this neighborhood, you, and you don't have to say like that right just like that. You have to be like, yeah, I've lived here for five years. It's good to see. Welcome, welcome to the neighborhood. Um, I work right up the, you know, I work right up the street. I work in this neighborhood. Just make make it known that I don't care who you're connected with or where you come from. I've been in this neighborhood longer than you, and that's just the fucking way it is. And then turn around and tip heavily. And that will that will set the precedent that you expect to be given good food, good service, and you expect free desserts every single fucking time you go there from that point forward. So these are everybody tells you to shop low. If you shop at Walmart, you don't need to fucking tip because there's no special treatment to be offered. But the owner of a small business, 
There's special treatment to be offered, but you have to grasp that special treatment. You can't just walk in the first time, spend $8, give a $2 tip, and expect that he's going to remember your face. And and there are places that I go, not too many of them, because I really don't care about too many of the small businesses around here. I'm not going to fucking lie to you guys. But there are a few restaurants locally that I enjoy where I've set this precedent and I get consistently good food. Other people tell me, hey, Occasionally, my pizza's good. My this isn't really true, but occasionally my pizza is completely burnt and inedible. And I say, I don't have that problem. I don't have that problem because he knows that I was there before him and that I could make make say this, say that whisper under no no. Well, I don't know. You could whisper it under your breath or you could say it directly, but make sure to let it be known that I could make or break you. Just kind of just say that to him. say and and you want to say it as menacingly as possible, but also like like you really don't give a shit. Like I could make or break you, you fucking loser. No, don't say that. <laughs> don't, don't, the plan is foolproof, but don't do this last part. But just you know. He, he'll know without you saying it that you could make or break him because you work in the neighborhood, you live in the neighborhood. You're and, and also this works a lot better if you're younger. If you're like 80 and you try this, it's not gonna work because he'll know that he'll know that you'll be dead and gone before this business even gets off the ground. But if you're young, vibrant, and 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 show you know you know what you should also do the first time you go in and I haven't I haven't used this plan. Put on a little bling. Put on your nicest watch, your nicest earrings, whatever you got, right? And go in there and show a little flesh. Show that you have a little discretionary income to spend. And he'll know that you mean business. And you'll get a good product from that point forward. And you'll get fucking free desserts. I'm seeing a lot of stories about abortion tourism. We've talked about this before. Now, before you say, wait a second, is he going to talk about abortion again? Maybe. Let me tell you this, though. This show's all over the place today because I had to talk about Biden because of the goddamn fist bump. I thought to myself after that, he probably asked to use the bathroom. What if he veered off and got lost? What if he just veered off and got lost? Biden abroad. Had to mention that. Had to talk about the the buying local, particularly at restaurants. Had to give you guys a few tips and tricks to succeed. Because God knows a lot of you guys fucking need them. And and yes, I have to talk about abortion again. Because I'm in North Carolina and we're wide open here. Come on down. We're open for business. We're open for business. You cross the state lines and there's a giant neon flashing sign that says open for business. Shit, you can probably get an, an abortion and a coffee here. Just a part of a, I've mentioned this, part of a casual mo- I love the idea of getting an abortion as part of a casual morning routine. And I, I, I but I thought when all this started, I have to be honest with you guys. I thought I, I thought I was going to be in a position where I'd be telling you right now I'm buying a bus. That's what I thought I'd be telling you. I was going to buy a bus and I was I was going to do this whole thing where we round the girls up and we take them to where they need to go. Like the whole Texas Oklahoma thing that we've talked about in the past. You if you weren't with me last year or earlier this year, I don't know when the fuck it was. Texas they had their abortion ban, and I, I basically at that time I was ready to move to Texas and buy a bus and transport them up to, up to Oklahoma. Since then, I think it's actually the other way around. I don't know. I can't keep. That's the problem now. It's so confusing where 
where can I go to get an abortion? And this is something I wake up and I think about every goddamn morning. I wake up in a cold sweat at 7 a.m. and I say, oh my God, what if I needed an abortion this morning? Where would I go? I'm going to solve that problem now. I'm going to solve that problem here in the great state. Well, I don't want to. In, in the state of North Carolina, I've decided that instead of buying a bus, I've been left with no choice. Well, actually, I do have a choice, but I'm still going to do it. I think I'm going to open a chain of drive throughs where you can uh, literally get an abortion in a coffee. Something like, uh, ma'am, would you please roll down your window completely and lift your legs over the steering wheel type of situation. Here's your caramel macchiato. Enjoy your caramel macchiatos. We perform this procedure in the drive through next to the interstate and the fucking Lowe's and Home Depot are across the street. Meanwhile, your legs are over the steering wheel and you're enjoying your caramel macchiato as we perform a little procedure. That's how easy it needs to be. And that's why... <laughs> that's... That's why I'm left with no choice but to open a series of, of drive series. And I'm worried... I'm, the only part of this plan that I'm really worried about is sourcing the coffee beans. Because I figure if we don't have a good coffee product, there's going to be a competitor that immediately pops up or some shit like that. But, um, yeah, that's going to be a... That's that's my future. Opening a chain of drive through coffee and abortion clinics. Fucking Christ. Alright, guys. I um, watched a uh, an interesting movie this week. Uh, I had heard Quentin Tarantino. I think he said it a few times, but I finally paid attention to it. I think he—I don't know exactly what the phrasing was, but he, a movie that he enjoys is a movie called uh, "Hands on a Hard Body." I don't know if you guys have uh, seen "Hands on a Hard Body" or not, but uh, it's available on the internet for free in several sort, several uh, places, um, legally for free. But Hands on a Hard Body was made in 1997. It's a documentary. And the basic premise is um, it was a, a dealership and a country station. And they put on a promotion where people have to stand around a truck with one, with at least one hand on the truck at all times. And whoever keeps their hand on the truck the longest wins the truck. So it's a very simple premise. But it turns out that this... Uh, <laughs> it turns out that it... It, it reminds me of a Christopher Guest movie um, because it's not a, it's, it's a bunch of uh, strangers getting together to um, to like share an experience. They don't know each other. They're getting together for a share a short-term shared experience and there's just a lot of characters. It's not really about the contest. It's more about the characters in the contest. but when I knew that I was really, possibly going to enjoy this movie is when they interviewed this character 11 minutes into the show, they interview one of the judges from the movie. And I want to play this short clip and I recommend that, um, you guys watch hands on a hard body. If you like documentaries, I like documentaries. If you absolutely like, don't like documentaries, then I wouldn't, it's not, I wouldn't describe it as like a 10 out of 10 movie, but it's probably like a seven out of 10 movie, six out of 10, seven out of 10. It's a perfectly enjoyable watch with a lot of characters. But um, this is one of my favorite uh, parts from the movie. Again, this is one of the judges in, in charge of the competition. And he'll be talking about a few of the contestants as they're showing up before the contest has actually begun. Down before you take the other one off. Okay, you have 
to have at least all one right. hand on at all times. Here we go. Okay. You cannot lean. This is considered leaning. He's going over the rules. Open yourself up. You can't lean. You have to stand up. You can't squat to rest your legs. You can only do these things on your break. I've got the winner picked out. Here's the I, interview. I picked the winner out. In Mike Maris, minutes. a veteran judge, can we're three hours contest, contest judge right now. I mean, maybe seventy-two hour contest. The winner is going to be. And now, these people stand there, guys, for like, um, not spoiling the plot really, but like, uh, they stand there for days without sleeping with their hand on this card. I'm just fine. My feet hurt a little bit, but that's about it. Kelly's uh, uh, taking the smart breaks. Now, first of all, uh, uh, dress is important. She's got on... Uh, uh, Much walking. like I've given you tips and tricks to succeed at shopping at small businesses by tipping heavily and letting them know that you're actually... You can make or break their business. This guy's, this guy's sort of like letting us know who he thinks will and won't uh, make it very deep in this contest. Tennis shoes, shorts... Loose fitting clothing, uh, and then in the breaks, she's sitting down. Uh, she's got fish that she's eating, she's got uh, bananas, uh, carbohydrates, uh, uh, juices. Uh, she's got a lawn chair that she can get her feet up. She's prepared, of course. Benny's got to be the favorite because he won this thing two years ago. And then I see Benny during a break, he's eating a candy bar, smoking a cigarette, so it, it's, it's kind of hard to judge. The most ill-advised thing I've seen today is uh, Russell. These are all Texas country boys, really by the way. Really nice guy. I mean, just a good country boy, farmer, great smile. Russell's out here in boots. <laughs> what? What? You can't do this thing in boots. You, you, you've got to <laughs> have on the, you know, great shoes. You know, you got to get your feet up. Russell's laying on the concrete out here in his break, you know, no easy chair or anything. Russell won't make it. He's got the attitude that he's ill-advised. I have thought about that. <laughs> Russell's got the attitude, but he's ill-advised. And uh, I recommend Hands on a Hard Body because it's uh, it's a documentary, and I like documentaries. And it's free online. I think it's free on Mailchimp. I believe was the website where it was free. It is also on YouTube. I don't know if it's supposed to be on YouTube or not, but it's on YouTube. Uh, Hands on a Hard Body, a 1997 documentary, and it comes. With my uh, yeah, slight recommendation. I think you'll enjoy it. You know, guys, I think most people in life have a dream. I don't, and you shouldn't. This is the last program on earth that is ever going to tell you to dream big or any of that bullshit. Especially if you grew up in the 80s or the 90s. I think you'll understand that we were told to dream. Be all that you can be. You can be anything you fucking want to be you can't be anything you want to be i couldn't have been an astronaut if i tried my absolute i'm not astronaut material and i know it and they lied to me they said they said to little johnny you can be an astronaut and i said i said no i can't and they convinced me that i could and guess what i was right and they were wrong i couldn't have been an astronaut because my lungs aren't good enough that's a lie my lungs are actually good maybe my lungs were good i, I smoked for years i don't maybe my lungs aren't good enough point is i couldn't have been an astronaut and you need to give up on your dream and there's an article in business week god damn it mohammed ben salam the leader of uh, the crown prince of saudi arabia he has a $5 billion desert dream that just keeps getting weirder. And this is what I'm talking about. This is when dreams go wrong. Even a man that has, I think, $600 billion plus 
in assets. The urban med- mega project is supposed to have a ski resort, swim lanes for commuters, and smart everything. It's going great, but only for the consultants so far. They've basically just broken ground, and we've seen this before. There's that place with those like Disney house. They built those like Disney palace houses, and then you see it lots of times with like big mega houses, like huge mansions, like the 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 Queen of Versailles, whatever, whatever those fucking people, whatever I forget their names, but you we saw it with that house. We've seen it with other housing projects. But the crown prince uh, really wants to go big, and he wants to basically transform a ma- mountainous, uh, I think a desert area, into some sort of an urban paradise with ski resorts and all this bullshit. And it's not going very well. Even for a man with unlimited resources, it's not going very well. What does that tell you? A man with wealth beyond your imagination still can't accomplish his dream. So why are you still out there trying to accomplish your dream? You're working a 9 to 5. You're busy. Give up on your dream. That's what I'm telling you to do today here on the program. A lot of you are still hanging on to those Hanging on to those delusions of grandeur. And I'm here to tell you, and this is a depressing end to the program. I'm sorry to end the program on this really sour note, but I've told you before, you're not Fortune 500 material if you spend a half hour a week listening to this show. It's a fact. And also, guys, you need to just give up on your dreams forever. What are you going to do? Fucking... What do you what do you really want to do? Do you still want to be an astronaut? You're 45 years old, move on. Maybe your dream is something a little simpler. Maybe you just want to, I don't know, fucking buy a 7-Eleven and work the fucking the griller where the hot dogs roll. I mean, maybe that's your dream. Maybe some of you can accomplish low-level dreams. That's what if you have a hierarchy of dreams, you guys need to cross off everything but the absolute lowest dream at this point. That's what we're gonna do. You need to focus on something that really isn't it. Some like let's. What can you guys do? It's hard for me to th- to put my mind. I've, let me dumb my mind down. What what would you guys like to do? You'd probably buy a new mop. That's and mop the floor. That's what you guys can do. Some of you guys in my audience, you can still accomplish the dream of buying a new mop and mopping your goddamn floor. Fuck. It really is the most depressing end to a show that I've ever had where I basically come to the conclusion that all my audience can do at this point is become janitors. God damn. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. I'm giving some of you guys a little bit too much credit, and I know that because I know some of you guys wouldn't be allowed. Assuming that you want to apply to be a school janitor, some of this audience wouldn't be allowed within 500 yards of any school in this entire goddamn country, and I know it. We have some felons that listen to the program, and I don't have a problem with that. I appreciate you guys listening. You can go to ICan'tComplain.com if you want to find out anything else about the show. You could also share the show with people that you don't like. And you can stand on a street corner 
and you can distribute this show like crack. Now, the people aren't going to come back because this show's not very addictive. It's not like it doesn't have a physical addictive properties like crack cocaine. But the point stands that if you wanted to help me, you could share the show with your goddamn friends. Or people you don't like, or just strangers on the street. It's really up to you. It's your choice. You probably shouldn't share it, but it's your choice. See you guys next week. Bye.